Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. You'll also have instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, and boosted odds specials. Just download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. The Bet MGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on live sports now in more markets than ever. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CAPITAL, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You're listening to the Mindful Rockstar Show by Music's Metaphor. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Mindful Rockstar Show, a podcast for music lovers who care about their mental health. I'm your host, Alicia, but you can call me Al. Who's excited to be in 2022? I love the new year because I'm a new year baby with my birthday coming up this week. So I've always loved this time of year. I get very excited to set new goals and see what the year will bring. But have we ever thought about how toxic the new year new me mentality can be? There have been so many years for me where I put too much pressure and stress on myself to completely change everything I've been doing for the past few months for this new perfect ideal version of myself. Like losing a certain amount of weight, getting 8-10 hours of sleep, working out every day, meditating for 20 minutes a day, etc. And while these things are still important to me and will be a part of my goals this year, I have released the need to go full turbo and try and accomplish all these things at once. I'm a very competitive person by nature and get very frustrated when I don't complete a goal or something that I really wanted to do. And that's the problem. I was too focused on the end results and not the beautiful journey. So I came across an article by Jamie Wiebe on Talkspace, the online therapy support app, not sponsored, (laughs) that talks about why New Year, New You is actually damaging to your mental health. She listed four reasons why this behavior is unhealthy. First, she said you're almost certainly bound to fail, and failing is actually a very natural part of being human. When you place these false boundaries on your self-improvement, like, you know, come January, I'll be this new person, it really sets an unrealistic expectation for yourself. Because you're not going to be perfect, and you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to, quote-unquote, screw up. And it also creates this false hope syndrome. 
False hope syndrome, as described by researchers, is a cycle of failure and renewed effort characterized by unrealistic expectations about the likely speed, amount, ease, and consequences of self-change attempts. So, false hope can convince our brains to move forward, which is actually a good thing. But it can also be damaging to go from these mighty, aspirational, high goals that you have to the real lows of reality. When you realize you can't do and be everything that you want to be all at once. These goals that you're setting are more likely to be too bold and not realistic. She mentioned the importance of setting SMART goals for yourself, which are goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. And also the biggest thing that she mentioned was considering the appropriate lifestyle change. A lot of times we fail with our goals because we haven't considered the bigger commitment. Are we really willing to change and acquire these new habits to reach that goal? I know for me, I haven't always been, honestly. I wanted the end result, but I wasn't ready to put the work in to get that. So it's just a reminder to have a plan and a strategy in mind when you are setting those goals. And your plan doesn't have to be super intense. For me, I have set three SMART goals, which are goals that I've been working on for a while, (laughs) work in progress, that also go along with my intention. So my intention is my feeling and my purpose that I want to carry throughout this year. For me, that is to have good, positive energy. Last year, I felt so drained and wasn't able to really make the most of my days. So... I want to know what your intention is for the new year. Feel free to send me a voice message or send a DM on Instagram. Alrighty, for today, we're going to revisit the interview I did back with Misty Posey on Facebook Live for the Music for Mental Health virtual concert we did in May of last year. Misty was one of the headliners, so we had a fun chat talking about her career so far and what she does for her mental health. Misty Posey is a versatile singer with vocals that go from soft and fairy-like to jaw-dropping soprano and a seamless blend of Celtic, contemporary, and classical music. Her focus on vocals brings passionate performances along with rich instrumental arrangements, delivering exactly what her motto promises, moments, heart, timelessness, and a dance in your step. She has been a soloist for the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra and has performed as several different Disney princess lookalikes. She toured with her debut album in 2019, and her music is available on Amazon, iTunes, and MistyPosyMusic.com. Here's the interview. Hope you enjoy it. We're so grateful to have you here. Tonight, we have part two of our live series today. We got the beautiful Miss Misty Posey. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so glad to have you here. So, hi, I'm Alicia. I'm the founder of Music's Metaphor, and we believe in encouraging and empowering people in their mental health journey through music. So we got curated playlists. We have our 24-7 indie music video channel, Rise and Thrive TV, and we have a virtual concert. 
And we have the Music for Mental Health concert on May 22nd. It's going to be this Saturday at 4 p.m. And Misty is going to be one of our headliners. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad to have you here tonight. Wanted to, you know, just dive deeper and learn more about you, your music, and talk about mental health since May is Mental Health Month. So how about you start off with just telling us a little bit more about you and really how you got started in music? Yeah, uh, well, um, I've always sang. It's just something I've always done since I was a kid. Um, I would watch a Disney movie and I would just sing along with the princesses. So um, I also sang in church. And um, then I just really decided that that I loved to sing and I loved music itself. And so I went to college and decided to take classes there. And um, I took from a few different professors. Then I took from a few different private instructors because I wanted to get a different um, type of music from each person. So I studied a little classical in college and um, really could appreciate the uh, the work that you put into the style of classical music. But I loved a little bit more on the pop side, so that's how I ended up becoming a crossover singer because I kind of was sort of born with a little bit of a classical voice, soprano voice, um, mm -hmm. but um, certainly um, loved, you know, something more along the lines of a Disney song or, you know, the pop music I love to listen to on the radio. So, uh, yeah, so I just studied different, from different viewpoints and different languages that way I could... Uh, mix it all up eventually and that's what and i create your own sound yes that's what yeah. i did yeah <laughs> yeah and that's so really exciting yeah it, it's been very exciting um you know i the I, I did realize that there were some other crossover sounds happening like josh groban and um mm -hmm. i really could um hear his vocals like mine but then i i saw that not all of his songs were strictly classical so that kind of helped me get into this realm of yeah I can do both <laughs> yeah have you found that you've been able to play different styles of events too you know and and, yes. and you can get in at different places mm -hmm. you would not believe how many people appreciate the sound of classical singing I people <laughs> ended up calling me opera girl because you go places they've never heard maybe just a soprano just go singing and um or yeah. sound and so I got a nickname opera girl because I would take um that sound of places that just love to hear it um especially renaissance festivals renaissance is a great mm. in between they love a little bit of celtic sound in their music and they love a little bit of broadway and family opera too so that really fits into my genre there <laughs> yeah um and, and for those of you who are tuning in you should definitely check out scarborough affair her music video um i love seeing you twirl all around in the music video definitely made me think of the renaissance i was like i gotta share this out this is so cool so that's why yeah. i'm on my house like that <laughs> <laughs> and then add the confetti on there you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On a daily basis. <laughs> Maybe I should make confetti on a daily basis. How that would make me happy. Just just everywhere, just come with some confetti. Yeah, yeah. confetti is cool, then you gotta clean it up, make sure it's gone. It's like uh. <laughs> people 
say that, but you know, um, there were these Easter eggs at Christmas time. I mean, sorry, Easter time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have all the confetti. I'm like, no, no, mm -hmm. don't clean it up yet. It's cute. Leave it. Oh. I'll leave it for a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people want that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't so uh, you talked about Disney princesses. You know, I'd love to learn, like, know which princesses you played in. Probably which one was your favorite? Like, which one did you connect the most with her story and journey? Uh, definitely Ariel, for sure. I just, I love her songs. I love the way her songs are written, and I like to sing them. And um, so that's definitely my favorite character. Um, but also was the most fun because um, I was doing a lot of um, work with Ariel before Elsa just exploded on the market. And then, um, you know, kids just had so much fun. I mean, they were wild, just hundreds of girls screaming the song with me. So that, that, was, that was a rock star moment, me and Elsa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and just being able to connect with these little girls. And yeah, that's, that must have oh, been so cool. <laughs> and I like it. Last weekend. And the first thing that was said when I came out on stage was, you look just like Elsa, just because I had a braid. <laughs> like, can I get your autograph, Elsa? <laughs> a braid and a dress that, that constitutes princess or Elsa. Those are the two comments I get from all the little girls when I sing. Yeah. And you, you have the elegance, you know, to you as well. So thank you. Try to yeah. carry a little princessness out there. <laughs> it's, it's the vibe the way you carry yourself. I see it. That's cool. <laughs> the costume yeah. helps, right? <laughs> we, were, we were talking about costumes. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, before we got out here, we're talking a little bit about, you know, theater and, and, you know, really fully embracing the character more so when you're in costume, you know, you can really um, dive deep into that character. So um, that, that's really cool. <laughs> I think Barefoot, my, the first half of my show the other night, <laughs> but um, it kind of fit with the first half of my shows. I just went barefoot in my dress. It was more foresty. See, I bring the forest nymph. You know, magicalness into it <laughs> sometimes yeah so when you're doing your live shows um and the setup for your stage and everything that you're doing will you have um you know your players up there will you guys be moving together or will you have someone interpretively up the on on stage with you doing something not currently but okay i will say i was hoping to get some dancers on stage with me soon because um i've i wrote enchanted forest um come along to the enchanted forest and in that i actually have um irish dancers you can hear the click in the in the music because the whole idea behind that song was people are following me as i sing so um yeah i was actually hoping to get some dancers on stage for things like that right now it's it's me dancing all around the stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. It must be so freeing to just be able to move and yes, just express yeah. yourself. Yeah, it was nice because sometimes I get the um, wireless mic and sometimes I've had a couple of headsets 
that my hair totally doesn't get tangled in. And, um, but you know, if it's on a, um, a stand, I've just got it kind of worked out to this point, the choreography that I can just sing and then go and then come back. So, yeah. Got down to a science. <laughs> it's starting to work. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, this is an open call for anyone who's interested in being a dancer for Miss Misty Posey. Yes, yes. <laughs> Once things dance. open up. For sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that was one thing, too. How is lockdown down in, because you're in Dallas, Texas, and everything. Is there still, um, you know, the whole lockdown and social distance masking? Is it still pretty strict, or how is it down out there? Not, not in the, just not in the circles that I'm in. I mm. you know I'm just not, I, I don't, I kind of go to my family's and friends' house and then I'm, I'm out and on the trails and um, running with butterflies on my shoulder. <laughs> I did have a butterfly on my shoulder last year and it stayed there for six miles. <laughs> so you are the real life princess. How the animals <laughs> will follow you and you'd sing. Yeah, you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I'm not really um I, it's it's besides the fact that the venues that I was um scheduled for last year ended up closing down mm-hmm. most things have been pretty normal for me mostly I mean every now and then I you know ran into something um but um I, I don't know I'm not I never really had time to shop anyway I had uh, moved and uh, started my tour, and I was going from the east to the west coast. It was a lot of travel, and um, that was in 2019. And uh, so, yeah, I wasn't really, I already wasn't, you know, out shopping or eating at restaurants and things like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, so for me, it's pretty normal, <laughs> except that my career changed a bit, but I took a lot of time to just keep writing and um, setting up a little bit of a home studio, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, new challenges. So um, a lot of just things in the works from the last months that I've just been um, working and not necessarily performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just going deep internally, working on reflection, introspection, that kind of stuff. That's yeah, cool. I, I, I feel like I'm always creating and I'm always working. So um, I think the the hardest thing was that for a while I did kind of get away from recording and um, from writing because when you just get the album out, um, the first thing, you know, they say, hey, you know, put it online. So that's a great idea. But then for me, that's a lot of online work, which is um, kind of stifling for me as an artist to have so much online work. It's fun. Yeah. Some fans actually, and just the funniest, sweetest people you meet. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, so you have any yeah. experiences you want to share from that? Seven. Kenneth <laughs> <laughs> Lynch is one of my uh, Twitter followers. I have some great followers and supporters and fans on uh, Twitter and uh, he's just hilarious. I mean, this guy's comedian. If anybody needs a comedian, Kenneth's your guy. <laughs> um, so, and there's a lot of people who are just so genuine. Uh, you know, um, Dennis Paisley. I mean, 
I'm not really sure. I have to look at her name again. Pansley. Um, so there's just a lot of, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It didn't meet me a lot of fans, but it is hard to have to constantly be like, okay, I got this uh, booking. Let's get all this information into the computer mm -hmm. on the website. Then we got to send it out to this so many different ways. For me, yeah. that just kind of stifles my artistry a bit. Yeah. Oh, it's hard for me. Some people just, you know, that's their thing. But it got me out of my groove a little bit. So now I got back into it. I can do oh, the what I want to do. You know, I'm not really an advertiser, seller. It's just not my thing. I don't think most artists are, though. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay, not, it's, I'll get out what I can, but I've got to get back to um, centering and, and, and doing more creating. Yeah. And I think when you can develop like a system for yourself that can make it, yeah, a little more streamlined. Yeah. I know that a lot of people are dealing with that right now because there's so many different, um, you know, platforms where you can create content for that. It could be, I got to get this over here. I got to get this. I, I got to And I think, you know, if you built this really great community on Facebook, just keep diving into it, you know, and keep feeding that community. You know, yeah. rather than I got to be over here on TikTok and I got to be, you know, <laughs> everywhere. I keep changing and I'm going to keep changing. And I knew that going into it. So I wanted to make sure that I established the website. And so that's mm -hmm. always there. And that's the good thing that the website is just solid. So, um, yeah. yeah, I applaud you for having that website, too. That's very, uh, yeah, there's not... A lot of artists, uh, I will see, will have their social media, and it's great, but I'm always like, we got to get a website, <laughs> yeah. especially I was doing marketing for artists, especially because it's, you need to have your home base, you know, yeah, yeah, these platforms are here, but who knows, and you want to, you know, go deeper with them so that they'll really follow you for, on your actual music journey and really support you as well. Yes, yes yeah. definitely, yeah, so I'm starting to... Um, get more people to signing up on my email list on the website mm -hmm. and um then there's you know it's always content there you know the upcoming performances and things like that are always there so hopefully i'll yeah I, hopefully i'll get some things ironed out and be able to get subscribers and and get some um, perks for the subscribers on the website so that's the next goal to make happen <laughs> Yeah, some exciting stuff coming in this year and in the next year. Definitely. Good. Yeah, so you did mention touring. I did want to come back to that and see, did you have any fun, cool experiences from, from touring, from meeting people from, from east to west, everything like that? Yes, yes, I did. Um, I will say, you know, I will book festivals um, a lot now because that's such a good place for people to hear new music um i like that and then i always like to uh, surrounding the area kind of go to the senior centers retirement um places um again that is some place where people will just be in tears like you would uh -huh. not believe how they don't get that maybe in their specific specific facility or um mm -hmm. home where they're at and so when they when they hear you come in, 
they just love it. And so that's uh, another thing I, I like to do. They'll, um, they'll book me in some, some places like that. And um, yeah, um, you know, I've been to fairy festivals and Renaissance festivals and, um, you know, all the Celtic and Highland games, you know, so that's oh. <laughs> I really like to go. And um, again, it's, uh, it's really interesting, you know, I'm, I am working on recording some Disney songs. So those are coming out. Some of my, some of my princess songs are coming out. Um, but when people hear you sing those, they, they'll come from far, like from the other side, just to see where that is coming from. And uh, they'll say, wow, we thought that was a recording. No, that's the Ariel because they think I sound like Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> oh. My princess at heart, I guess. <laughs> um, um, that's the highest compliment. That's awesome. I can't wait to. Are you going to do visuals too, like music videos and or any type of visuals with them? I will. I will. Yes. Yeah, that'll be cool. And um, yes, I'm working on a. I do have a video coming for. Um, come along to the Enchanted Forest too. I put some promos out, and I ended up liking them, and so. Um, we're putting together a, a whole video for that song, and that'll be on YouTube. Um, yeah, pe people, you wouldn't believe. They just, they, they love the Disney songs, um, and they will definitely come and just stop and listen for that. And uh, yeah, people are su always surprise me everywhere I go where they like to hear this mix. They like to hear that crossover sound. They are surprised. I, I, maybe they surprise me more, but they they love it. Maybe they wouldn't ever sit down and listen to a a whole classical CD. And maybe I might bore them if it were all <laughs> pop sounding or something. I don't know. But uh, um, this in between that I do, they they really surprise me. They love it. So they like they like to hear what a soprano can do and how you can fit that into a song. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I write my songs pretty complicated and uh, I find I'm doing acrobatics, vocal acrobatics on the stage. Because <laughs> um, I'll go from here to here to here. And yeah. um, I, I'm sometimes constantly changing styles within a song too, depending on which one I've written. <laughs> so um, it's challenging, but wow, I when I start writing, I just know that's its sound. This is the sound. This is how it should sound. So I have Yeah, to... so you're working towards that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that makes you unique, you know, and um I think that's why people are drawn to you is because you're able to to cross over and you're I'm not just this, I'm here and I'm there and able to do different things when a lot of music is 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 really sounding a, a lot of the same. You know, it could be very refreshing and, and exciting to hear something like that. So yeah. that's, yeah, it's definitely, a, um, you know, a compliment for sure to, to get that feedback from people. Yeah, yeah, it definitely yeah. is. Um, you had mentioned the senior centers, everything, and, and that music kind of uplifting their, their spirits and things like that, you know, and so I think it's fitting to kind of get into, you know, mental health and, um, you know, since it is uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, you know, mental health is very much at the core of music's metaphor and just sharing music and really trying to empower it and encourage people through indie music. Um, you know, what does mental health mean to you? 
Um, I think it's a place where you are in charge, where you can function because we're all going to have bad days. <laughs> um, there's going to be bad times and there's going to be good times. Um, but if you're not, if you're able to not be stuck in this place where you can't function, where, um, you know, despair isn't in charge or where lot being lost isn't in charge or where, you know, something that's holding you down isn't in charge when, when you are. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine some of the things people go through. Um, some things are really hard and you're going to have to find somebody um, to help you through that that understands um, and someone who maybe has been through that. But on, on a daily basis for a lot of people, um, I, I feel that we really have to have a connection to nature and that itself can help, especially for people who may not have anybody, you, you know, yeah. um, even if you do, I mean, we've got all this technology right at our fingertips, but, um, sometimes in being lost, it's great to get to talk to somebody or, you know, message somebody, but you can get lost on just having this computer or this device and it's not tangible. And I sometimes, you know, maybe I'm not feeling so great or, oh, I just, mm, I need to pick it up. And I'm like, oh, I should go outside. And you go outside and wow, like the whole yeah. world yeah. in here changes. Like you take on life because as soon as you step into it, it's just this huge change. And, uh, you know, yeah, for me, it doesn't have to be a sunny day. I love foggy days. Foggy, rainy days can be amazing. Um, but, yeah, if you can get out and hear the birds, you know, smell just the outdoors. It just, Definitely, yeah. It can, it can change probably the, you know, I, like, probably need to read up on a little bit. But, yeah, it can t- change the chemistry and stuff in here, right? Like, everything kind of works together. Yeah. You get your sun with vitamin D and everything. So, yeah, I mean, like, the energy of the earth is feeding off of us and us, the earth. So, um, you know, I think if you're having a hard time, you, you should spend a little time out in nature and a little less working and a little less on a device that's um, is talking to you a bit through people, but it's still not there. We're yeah, alive. yeah, because even this, we're still on, we're online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's great. It's just you need a little bit of tangible nature, the life right beside you sometimes. So I think that can really just help people just to break that cycle of not getting their nature in. <laughs> yeah no I agree um I'm very big on hiking um I love going to the beach you know I think spending I have a dog so I'll take him all different types of places going walks and things like that um I definitely think that spending more time in nature is just crucial for for us and you know anytime you're like in nature I agree you just feel rejuvenated and filled up again and just seeing the beauty that's in this world um I definitely agree and there's been you know a lot of studies that have shown you know um you know being in nature listening to music for a few minutes just can 
you know, greatly uplift and improve your mood, help to, you know, release any tension, anxiety that you were feeling. Yeah. So I definitely agree. Yeah. And, you know, nature's generally not going to give you any stress. You know, it's, it's why the birds are free and they're, they're wild, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and to, you know, reach out to family and friends and spend time with some family and friends and um, they can certainly help you over some humps and, uh, and, and, and things get worse when you think about them, you know, you're alone, you know, and maybe if you are, you know, chatting or texting or something, um, still the feeling can be worse because in your head still. And I think if you just pick up a phone and actually speak to somebody and talk to somebody, hear their voice, yeah. I think immediately things can be less, less worse, you know, not, not as bad as they feel the minute you hear somebody else's voice. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a lot of great, great tips for people. Um, and I, I definitely think it's, it's very big on, on interaction and connecting because we're social people, you know, even if you're a little um, introverted and shy, I, I am that way. Uh, it's, it's still nice to be able to connect with people. And, uh, you know, if you got to be socially distanced, go connect at a park or, um, you know, at a place out to eat, if that's, you know, available in your area. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah I just say, just don't, don't, don't let, don't let something control you. Gotta mm-hmm. give it a hump. Maybe yeah, a, I love that. a dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of dark chocolate. <laughs> chocolate cures all. <laughs> it does, like a little piece of chocolate. Just you don't wanna you don't want a ton of sugar. You don't want to just keep eating tons of sugar and get that high and that low. But wow, just a little bit of dark chocolate. <laughs> It's all about that balance, though. You know, like you were even saying with the technology, it's, you know, it's, I got to do this because I, it's my job or, you know, a lot of people are working from home. And so, it's, you know, you can't be out seeing people as you would. Yeah. Getting things done and it's your job and you got to get this done and yet, mm-hmm. put it down. Say, okay, balance time, balance outside. Talk to somebody. One piece of chocolate. <laughs> Just what, and it improves, it improves you all around. You know, you can, you find that you take a walk and then you come back and you're able to work, your productivity goes up, you know, or you're able to be better, a better communicator, a better in your relationships with other people because you've taken that time for yourself. Yeah. So self-care is so important. Um, and especially, you know, of course, always everyone has personal things that they're always dealing with. And then, you know, in the midst of ex- a lot of external things, it's very important to, you know, have those things for yourself that you can turn to that will bring you joy and will help you, you know, alleviate some stress. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Um, I think it would be great for you to play us a couple songs. I know, you know, a lot of people are dying to hear your, your Celtic, your, your classical music, <laughs> the crossover. Yeah, I, I was saying it's so interesting that for this uh, particular concert, um, the, the pieces for Saturday are my least Celtic pieces, but those just happen to be um, 
the most uplifting pieces that I've written. And that's why I was doing them. And I was like, oh, those are the ones I made with the least Celtic sound. So um, I'm going to um, make sure I do a traditional Irish song for you today. And um, so I don't normally play piano while I'm singing. Um, that's usually a thing I do do when I'm practicing or when I'm writing a song. So um, I've made it extra challenging today. <laughs> I've got uh, chords that I'm going to transpose in my head. Um, so this is Wild Mountain Time. So, um, there's a lot of, um, in, in Celtic songs, there's a lot of, you know, old songs, you know, 15, 17, 1800s. And uh, they've survived because, you know, these songs are songs about, you know, love, you know, and, um, you know, love that doesn't die. And this is, these are songs about, um, um, some of them are warnings, some of them are lessons. Um, so there's a lot you can actually learn from hearing that people had the same experiences um, that we are having now, hundreds of years ago. Um, still people in love, still people who can't be together, still people who've lost people. Um, so I, I do love to hear these songs just because um, I'm like, wow, yes, it existed. It's always existed, This, these feelings and this, this love that people have. Um, so here is Wild Mountain Time, kind of a love song. And on it I will place all 
that is, um, yeah, that's one of my, uh, that is a traditional song that I sing from Ireland. And um, this is Moon O' Moon. It is one of the songs I'm going to sing on um, Saturday. And uh, my songs, when I write them, they kind of start out like this. Um, or maybe I might scribble it first <laughs> and then have it typed out so it looks a little bit better and to check, to make sure that my rhythms are right. So I gotta make sure I get those right. Um, so this is Moon O' Moon. say too that when I wrote this one um, I wrote the verse and the chorus separately and the chorus is based on a poem that I wrote and it's on strongverse.com if you uh, wanted to see the poem and it's also on my website um, I believe it's also on my website um, but I couldn't nail down the what I wanted to say in the verses and uh there, there was a, a hard time you know things just weren't good things weren't going well things weren't there you know just just not good days and so I started out with the verses and finally finally I knew what I wanted to say and so it starts out with uh, when the darkness surrounds me and that's when I got the verse for the song so here it is again
Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out the show notes to read the full article from Talkspace and learn more about Misty Posey's music. Also, share this episode with any music lover who needs to hear it. And I want you to head over to our Instagram, The Mindful Rockstar Show, and share what your intention is for the new year. Can't wait to hear it. Have a good week. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep, in-store or online at mattressfirm.com today.